Gentlemen, all right. Shall we talk some Red River to begin? Let us begin the conversation with Red River. Okay, sure. I think there's a conversation to be had before we get into any specific film. Oh, our special guest, Cowboy Dave. What are you suggesting? So I, contrary to popular belief, Mm -hmm. I'm not that into westerns. Why would that be contrary to Hmm. a popular belief? Uh, Because the the crowd I run with is, you know, yeah, very into westerns. Okay. Mm I feel like this movie is a different genre. Mm. I think westerns are gunslingers, and my favorite westerns are uh, Liberty Valance, Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but then, are we safe in calling this a cowboy movie? Exactly where I'm going That's with this. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting because we. Because I would agree with you. It was like it's almost like instructional uh, yeah. at, some, at yeah. certain points. It's like, oh, I could ask Dave about that lingo right there. Yeah. Well, so. Uh, Tom and I just had a conversation not long ago. You promised not to talk about this, Jeff. About this very thing. And we were questioning, uh, we, our, our criteria is not as stringent as yours. We were questioning, we were talking about the searchers, mm-hmm. and we were questioning things like, would Brokeback Mountain be a Western? So definitely not in my circle. Uh-huh. But, uh, I've never seen it. Okay, but I mean, it's clear that it's mostly not about ranching or gunslinging or anything. It's just about cowboys, right? So, what's the distinction between cowboy? Would you guys just say a cowboy movie and a western? In a western, yeah. what's the distinction? Yeah. I think the western is gunslinging. Yeah, um, meaning it's, a, it's like, a, like serious adventure, whereas it's like there's. I think well, but then the cowboy. Okay, it's adventure, but it's it's watching somebody put in a really hard day at the office. Yeah, so all three of these movies are about ranching. Yeah, and, about and like then the hardships the that come with it. it. And, but it's it's the backbone of all of them, I would say. Is that it's which part? The ranching part? Well, but wait, you said western versus cowboy movie. This was your argument. Yeah. So these ones, these cowboy movies are all about ranching, but not a, they're not westerns because because you have to have a gunslinger like literally somebody who's who's paid to sling a gun like a hired gun or something. Yeah, it's, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that the westerns about the mythology of, well, of course, the, the the mythology of the old west, which is gunslingers. I mean, cowboys, I guess, are a part of it in a sense. But yeah. in the larger sense, when we think of the west, what are we thinking? Of? I mean, two of these movies have specific references to like the future. They're not looking forward to because of fences. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. western or no? I guess like sub. Genre to a of certain, western? To a certain extent, Red River could possibly be a western because there are yeah. gunslingers in it. Yeah. And, the other and, two, not uh, so much. Uh, I'm going to jump right to it. My mm-hmm. least favorite of the three. And barely meets the criteria. Well, you really came loaded to, to okay, well, shoot your load so, every five seconds. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before you go there, let me let me. This let is me no western. Something. I'm not going to shoot anything. I'm actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to inseminate it with that idea. No, um, this is actually uh, this is this is uh, a, a set of movies that maybe sort of kind of feel for you, Joe, to a certain extent. So I'm watching this thing, and it's like watching like three movies, more or less about the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're all movies. Uh-huh. And the quality of the movies is very different i think okay all right i mean it's like watching it's like let's listen to beethoven and then like some nice jazz like some miles davis and then let's get like some uh i think you hit well, on something really you're interesting. talking it's about a the twisted con- sister you're here. talking about the content not the quality because i mean no the- i'm talking the quality too 
I think the quality mm. of the movies is, is, is highly differential. Certainly the content, absolutely, yeah. But the quality of the movies is, is I mean, I think look, they're all very competent done. They're all perfect representations of movies. I mean, they're all movies for sure. You, you keep, you keep mentioning that, that they're all movies, which is a very sure interesting point. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that before. Okay, I think that was sarcasm. Wow. Okay, but what, what's sarcasm your, what's the rest on the range, my friend? But no, my point is, is I thought it was really, it was just really interesting how varied these movies were. Like, In terms of, but when you say quality, when I hear the word quality, I'm hearing like how good they are. Oh, I think yeah. Well, oh, yeah. okay. You're talking about them in the sense of like, what one is uh, one is obviously the superior movie. Like, it's just a okay. better hmm. movie. It's it's it, uh, yeah. it's 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 a mustache of cowboys. If you uh-huh. will. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then one is more Hollywood nightish in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think two of them, those. but let's not rank them yet. But it, since you I guys did your vague ranking, I'm going to say two of them are superb movies, and one of them is good. But what? But I'm going to say this: one that is third movie. one that's good. I don't think it's good. I, I, we'll talk. We, we will. I think totally it's good, but I bet you that. we're talking about different movies too. No. So that's interesting. Okay, let's. Sure well, let's but I think line. the two superb ones. But I see even there, there's qualitatively there's a big difference between the two. Like I don't think big, but no. this is to the, significant to the listener. This is maybe, the most the, like seventeen minutes of vagaries. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is called great. Are, are we going to pretend um, once again like the listener can't see what movies we're talking about? Okay, so we're talking about 1948's Red River. Red River, right. starring John Wayne, Montgomery Clift, mm-hmm. co-starring Walter Brennan, directed by Howard Hawks. I mean, this is like everybody in this movie. It's is not it? Cliff's first movie, but it's his first like serious role, okay, breakthrough kind of role. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, pretty yeah. young. Um, yeah, I mean, it also to me it has, and and this isn't necessarily speaking that like the the quality of the movie, but just in terms of what it's trying to do, it has kind of like a a Western Shakespearean quality, right? It's oh, all yeah. it's all about vengeance and about you know loyalty and it's an epic. It's a, yeah, it's a minor epic and it's like yeah. barely two hours. Right, and it's, it's also about you know generational mm-hmm. like differences mm-hmm. and you know yeah passing on uh, legacy. Nineteen? Would you? What year? Forty-eight. No, I yeah. wouldn't guess that. What'd you think? I would have thought later. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Okay. That uh, is some good radio. <laughs> All right. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, so... so You can see the figures, can't you, dear listener? I have a question for you. You know, before I forget, I was going to ask this later on, but um, this film and the second film both have set set the cattle industry where you, you drove cattle, you know, a thousand miles from Texas to, right. to Missouri or whatever it is. I'm assuming then... Steaks were just not as good back then because you had goddamn tough. Also, this was uh, this is the most romanticized part of it. That was like a twenty year period of our history when those drives were going on. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's not driving them. To- but it was so romantic. Wow. It's the oh, most. It's yeah. yeah. Then, just, then then trains came. And- yeah. I was just watching like Red River going. That looks like the craziest fucking job in the world. Like yeah. ten thousand cattle, more, I think, much more so than the, the than our middle. I think what's going to be our middle movie. Yeah, we're, we're can, we, can, we just, can we stop being vague about it? No, no, no. I don't want to rank them now. Let's no, rank them. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, no, it's not ranking. It's just the, the oh, yeah, yeah, list yeah, yeah, of movies. So the second one was Cowboy. Can we do nineteen fifty eight Cowboy, and the third one is nineteen sixty three Hut. But but okay. So so go on. Yeah. Well, so I I can't couldn't help but think that. The only job crazier than doing these cattle drives would be to be a director actually having <laughs> to sort of create these cattle drives uh, yeah. for a film. Yeah. 
And I'd, I'd be really curious, like, I really kind of want to lean on you a little bit here and, and ask, like, how realistic, because I was watching this thing, and, it, and I never realized this before, when you're doing a cattle drive, you're not just driving cattle, you're driving your horses, too. That's like two whole teams of people driving something, mm-hmm. like, a, 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 like, dumb and most sometimes angry animals in a given direction. It's, uh, it yeah. seems nuts. So, so just for the record, I, I was a cowboy for a living for, uh, like, yeah. almost 20 years. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like legitimate uh, cowboy for a living. That's what we call it. Yeah. Did these film? Does a film like this, like yeah. Red River, irritate you, or does it, does it feel uh, no, like a good homage? No, but you can constantly see like uh, stupid uh, things. Oh, that, that's the same steer. That, like oh, it's they, like the VW these, and the and the bullet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can see this all the time. Like oh, they made this this twenty head of steers look yeah. like ten thousand because I can see that's the same. I bullet. wonder if there's some sort of um, Hollywood casting cattle call or something like these steers literally. really know how to like like you know recycle themselves uh, in dude, a scene or something. I just want to see that literally like all the all the cattle are out there like what's like leave look at my script you know yeah. <laughs> like extras more four star pictures of me. <laughs> the thing about this movie Red River is it has <laughs> it has a I think a good arc and a good story and I uh, you know um, I want to weigh in a, a different Red River. Red River. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why I think it succeeds, it, mostly I think it succeeds, it is, um, but w- one of the things I don't like is it starts with this really flimsy premise where where uh, I guess I'm made up to be younger. Oh, that's the other thing. John Wayne is, is, in the beginning of the film, made to look much younger than he is and then suddenly made to look much older than he is. Okay, fine. <laughs> but but he splits away from this other cattle drive or this pioneering sort of... I think of, it's just a wagon train. Going yeah, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. But he leaves. He leaves this woman behind with a with a bracelet that's going to show up later on, and then he and Walter Brennan go off to sort of form their own cattle company. And it's clear it's like kind of Charlie Varick style. They look off, and there's all kinds of smoke, and everyone's gone. And they don't seem that broken up about it. It doesn't start with like good drama in that sense. It's just sort of like, oh, I guess everyone died, and we're off on our own. I think this is a really good movie with a couple of really huge weak spots in it. Yeah. The a couple ending of spots. is hugely weak to me. That's to me the weakest spot, That's the weakest. for sure. But the other yeah. part is where uh, Montgomery Clift's woman suddenly comes out of like nowhere. That's the ending to me. I'd say the last That's quarter of, of the movie, okay. it's like they didn't know how to end this movie yeah. at all because she just sort of comes in. and Because to me, it's like when, when Wayne is after him, it's like that's it's actually that's super tense and I yeah. really love it and, and they didn't yeah. know how to stretch that out they had to just sort of put something in there right. but anyway so let's go back so so Wayne and Brent uh, Wayne and Brennan start this uh, and Brennan looks really young yeah well he really he cooted up. he knew how to tur- coot on a dime <laughs> that fucking Brennan man yeah, 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 yeah. but For but sure. they start this cattle company and along comes um, one of the survivors of the Indian raid and it's it's some actor who's not um, Montgomery Clift plays the young Montgomery Clift right. younger than Montgomery the Clift, Montgomery Montgomery Clift yeah. yeah reminded me of someone we know who I won't mention by the way who was recently near this podcast um, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> in many ways um, but but um, we have this sort of like promising going to become Montgomery Clift character, and and so like all three of the movies, what they have in common also is the the mentor mentee right. concept, mm-hmm. right? Okay, um, yeah, that plays, yeah, that plays big certainly in the first two movies we're talking about. This yeah. this movie, uh, well, so we were going to do this podcast quite a while ago, yeah, and so like two years ago, I watched all three, and yeah. Um, Red River and Cowboy particularly I've seen a few times but nothing mm-hmm. as many times as I've seen the third one but every time I think of this movie I was trying to talk this young guy into not going to debt to buy cattle oh. and uh, yeah and he, and he said the same fucking Red River I can't start off with two head and he would say that he said that one oh, and I nice. think that every time yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same fucking Red River. So, so they start this thing, and, and then like <laughs> twenty minutes in, the Montgomery Cliff comes as a sort of like sort of grown up version of this character. And right. I guess I he's guess been he, off to the he's been off to the Civil War. Well, that was my question. It's not really clear. They just sort of gloss over that some sort of war happened the east of here, but somehow this has continued uh, to go. Yeah, go ahead. No, they they do talk about it a little bit because they're talking about the economics of what's driving John Wayne because he's like because the, because of the Civil War, cattle in the South sucks like they can't sell it there's no market for it so they have to get it all north which is yeah. what the, the whole drive is about like him putting all the the sweat equity oh god i said those words into uh into creating this this, this tremendous ranch and then suddenly it's like zero value and mm. so that's that's the the impetus that drives him and drives him dare i say a little bit mad well but he's he's a little sort of off to begin with because he he clearly shows his cards to the audience in terms of his flexible integrity right he's already stealing cattle from the beginning and he also shoots a guy who just says hey please don't steal the land (laughs) practically right at the beginning oh but yeah well he's a mexican right there's the mexicans there's the indians and then there's the cattle you know whatever Mm -hmm. not barons Mm -hmm. but would be barons and so so yeah i mean it's it's like i'm not what I like about it is that Wayne is not um, a, a pure character. Right, right. And so right. you're not sure who the, the protagonist is because he has all these underlings. And, you know, first of all, Montgomery Clift, and then, and then the worst name sidekick in the world, Cherry. Yeah, um, but that's played by John, John Ireland. I love that guy. Yeah, he was in... Um, Spartacus. I was thinking uh, My Darling Clementine. As a kind oh, of a, yeah, he was like Johnny Ringo in that or something, wasn't he? Yeah. So, so you know, we have these characters, and, and you're, kind of, you're wondering what's going to happen there because the first time I saw it, I figured John Ireland would somehow go with John Wayne, and, mm-hmm. and then Montgomery Cliff would be out. But it's actually, it's actually Wayne who's, who's on the outs, but not completely on the outs. That's what I really like about this movie. It's why yeah. I, think it's a, I actually think it's a fucking four-star out of four-star. I, really, I forgive it its small shortcomings. Um, I think it's fantastic, this movie. Yeah. Um, but but it's 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 got that sense of like putting all your 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 hopes or your belief in this guy that we're used to being the centerpiece, right, right, John right. Wayne, mm-hmm. and he's not a good person. And in some ways, it he's, resembles he's the Searchers flawed. later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess you're right. I it's one of those I few movies that. where Wayne is is good and bad at the same time. Right, right. Whereas you know he'd mostly been a paragon of good like most of his career. Yeah. So. yeah. Shall we talk about? I'll just mention this. And shall we talk about the crazy homoeroticism in this fucking movie? What do you mean, Joe? Oh, did you guys? I mean, are you? <laughs> John Ireland and he like let me handle your gun. That's quite a gun. Let me see my gun. Like, wow! I actually thought I saw that a little bit more in Cowboy than I did in this one. But yeah, okay. There's well, a, it was certainly there's there. a, kind of all over. You know, there's a lot of gun stroking in this movie yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah no I, question about it. I gotta say this. This is one of the things I thought was really interesting. Is this movie actually kind of got me into the notion of Montgomery Clift as a tough guy in a way. Like he kind of pulled, he was kind oh. of successful, yeah, much yeah. more than I would expect in that situation. Because they cast and, him by the time the fifties come around, like placing the sun. He's the, the, the sort of the sensitive, sensitive neurotic, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, which which when we come to our second movie, that's going to become a point of contention. But we'll talk about it. something that happens in all of these yeah. movies. I want to say now that uh, before I forget too is in all of these movies, the mentee actor, mm-hmm. the actual actor, dies early. The it's mentee. Yeah, so Montgomery Clifton, this one. I mean, throughout uh, all these, I can point to like, oh, in in real life, yeah, the real yeah, life actor you, dies yeah. early. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't talk about that. So, so sidebar. Movies. Uh, nice. Other movies of this genre. Yeah. Giant 
plays right into this. I hate Giant. I hate Giant too. I know you guys hate Giant. I love that movie. What do you love about Giant? Uh, it's the we same epic tale of of building a building an enterprise. Just, yeah, I guess it's just over long to me, and I'm not a huge. Um, uh, I like that. I like that. Uh, Titanic fan. James Dean. James I Dean. I don't get him at all. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I on everything I you say. I had, I had posters at one point because I was like, "Yeah, he's a badass," and then and then I started. Watching. You had posters of James Dean. I did. Yeah, it was like mm. a teenage girl at one point. Speaking of homo, yeah, fit in my ass. Quite a gun you've got. Quite a microphone you've got there. No, but um. Yeah, but uh, like I, I wanted to for a while, and then I just like, nah, I can't. I don't, I don't get it. I, I've only seen it once. You're tearing me apart. Like, what are you doing, dude? That's his best one, too. East of no, Eden is my favorite no. of all of them. But yeah. ah, we're sidetracked here. We're sidetracked. Ah, okay, well, uh, sorry. One okay. more sidetrack. The yeah. all-time best cowboy movie yeah. is this terrible movie called The High Low Country with Woody Harrelson. Mm. It is, oh, it's so bad, but... They, I'm willing to they, give Woody Harrelson. They nailed all the parts of it. I was okay. gonna mention one to you that's on Netflix that I thought was the best movie. I mentioned this to Tom last time, the best movie of last year, and that's um Power of the Dog with Cumberbatch. Never even heard of it. It's fucking outstanding, man. It's really, really good. Okay, so while we're here, while we got you here, Dave, I wanna I wanna pick your brains on some on some certain things. Um the uh like some words. Like, okay, what's a string of ponies? Is that like an actual number associated with that, or is it that de- just? It depends on the size of the ranch you work on. Okay. So, uh, big outfits we call. Them. Uh, you have a string of seven to nine. Okay. Uh, and those seven to nine, each cowboy <laughs> seven to nine, make up the cavy. The cavy is just the herd of horses hmm. okay. in Texas called a remuda. Yeah. Not interesting radio, apparently. <laughs> by Joe. <laughs> Intellectual oh, wow. curiosity is not what we bring to it. <laughs> there's some really before. cool things that go on too like every morning we put them on the ropes and so all the horses are trained to line up in a horseshoe shape and the cowboys ropes your horse alright it's because uh, I always thought people in like people in cattle drives just had a horse and they drove that thing but you could it, no, so it, very quickly yeah if you're, if you're if you're going that hard you need at least seven right. seven horses yeah Yes. Seven horses for seven birds. <laughs> All homoerotic. I love the... Um, I lost my wristwatch. The, the whole thing with Brennan and the um, the, the Indian, he, he loses his teeth to the Indian. And Dude, has, that's kind of homoerotic too. Though. <laughs> a little bit, but it was, but just the fact that the Indian has to keep loaning, loaning the teeth out to Brennan for a meal and, and meals. <laughs> Brennan has to give them back. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty good. There's some really like, nice and interesting side characters, and then Moses is one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Most from the searchers, isn't it? Yeah, he's more of a human, but he's a little dopey apparently as a person because he he just fits right. He just wanted like some sun bleached uh, knucklehead, yeah, in the westerns to give it authenticity. uh, You know, first major actor with Down syndrome. (laughs) Sorry, Um, but and that's great. Yeah, we support that. I didn't like the uh, the page turn thing. I did. I didn't. Uh, I, I never always liked, hated that. I never liked they, that kind of they thing. focus in on a page and then in the here, like we have it's, movies. What are you doing? It's very Disney. It's very Disney. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. But it's also very crappy. We just say that too. It's, it's not, crappy. Very, very it's not great. It's like it's like it's a very rare movie that I like that does a voiceover and I don't like the page over. I never liked that. Yeah. I um but, again, but, but but okay, so go on. No, I was saying, Well, I was watching something with Peter Bogdanovich. He was talking about a French film and he he used the phrase um poetic realism. Mm-hmm. This this seems like poetic realism to me. Hmm. 
You know, I mean, I don't know how how realistic it is. I'm sitting next to someone who was a cowboy for 20 years, yeah. but just the same like kind like, of shit all the time with cowboy. Oh, the the lore and the glory, like yeah, eh, no. Like, no. Some, sometimes it's it's well, not sometimes. It's almost always overrated. Well, it's the poetic part. That's it's the two part, right? So what makes it real is is a poetic move is inserted in order to sort of like bridge the gap for what's not real. So there's mythology sort of like constantly stamped right. in between what would actually happen. Right, right. It's really interesting too, because I mean, say what you want to, but like, it's, it's a what a what a cool skill to have sort of acquired. So you know. it is certainly antiquated. There is that too. Yeah, yeah. but but it plays well in Russia, right? It does. It okay. does. Hmm. Um, the whole stampede thing. I guess every one of these has to have a. The cattle drives have to have some sort of stampede that happens. I like right. this one. I particularly like this one because it's an, an adult acting like a child, like constantly after it the, the sugar. The sugar thing, and yeah, that's what yeah. creates the whole scene where the, the right. Uh, yeah. And I like the way Wayne handles this much better than than the guy in the, the one we're going to talk about next. I like him just being purely pissed off that you shouldn't be like yeah, reasonable. He just turns into a realtor. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you would terror. be like, what the fuck are you doing, sugar boy? Yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, he did have a, 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 a. They lost half their food, and a guy got killed. I mean, that's yeah. That guy deserved uh, deserved what he got. Well, he deserved more than he got. I thought he just got shot in the arm, but yeah, I think I think the whip would have I, been a very appropriate thing. In I forgot situation. about that. Yeah, the whip. I mean, that's the thing I like about this movie too. It's so dark. Like people get just fucking mean. Yeah. They don't yeah. say they're mean. They right. just get mean. Like they're gonna whip somebody or gonna hang somebody, and it's like I never knew that. It still kind of is troubling to me this whole thing about being hung versus being shot. Like. Shoot him! No, hang him! No, you can't do that. But, <laughs> yeah. but it is. It, there is something about it that's 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 a little bit. Some visceral about being about the hanging. Situation. No, I get it, and I like that it appears like somebody's gonna like. It, you know, it, it reminds me of. Have you guys both seen um, uh, One Eye Jacks with Carl Malden and? Yeah, that, we, that's we, got. We did a, a podcast on that. Yeah, I know. I'm just for you know whatever. But yeah. but. There's, there's that movie, which I think is largely, hugely flawed, has a lot of that going for it, though. It's sort of like there's going to be this public humiliation and somebody's going to pay. Right. And to me, mm-hmm. I don't know what that life was like, but that seems to me like one element that would have been happening in the mid-19th century because the stakes, no pun intended, are so fucking high, <laughs> man. Well, it's also it's also like just in a societal sense, you know, like in a historical sense, like shooting, being shot, you're a man. Being hung, you're a criminal. That's a that's a yeah. definite criminal. Uh, so that's like the difference it. right there. I get that. So what happens in the last <laughs> part of the movie? I, I don't mean to jump at it. I mean just stop me or whatever you want. But the, some of the things that happen that I don't like are you know like every every war movie. There's always like the goober kid from I'm from whatever Mississippi yeah. and uh, golly, well, <laughs> of he's course dying. he's gonna get uh, died. And this one has red shoes for my girl. And this one has the red shoes. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy red shoes with my earnings and it's like he dies like let's buy his wife some red shoes we'll we'll send this guy's head and and some red (laughs) shoes in a box to her or something we'll put them on the ears so yeah (laughs) and then the whole thing about I mean I'm not even inserting like what we all know about Montgomery Cliff which is kind of ridiculous anytime you see him fall in love with a woman but just like all of a sudden there's this woman who appears and it's like she has to play this perfunctory role of of stretching the, the the ending out and 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 somehow being in touch with John Wayne and kind of turning him a little bit and it to me turning, it was like a, him, just, I think you should clarify. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Turning Wayne, 
who doesn't need to be turned because he's all man um, <laughs> from his man. ultimate task. And, and, and again, like the second one we're going to talk about, it does have this sort of false bottom ending where it's like, we're all pals all of a sudden because the ending credits are about to come. So it's like, I, I feel like this is just such a beautiful, I actually think it's a beautiful movie that just has this blemish at the oh, like the last 20 minutes. I, I thought that whole chase was... The, the, when he starts to chase him down was just too long. No, but see, here's where you're wrong, it's sir. It was the tension was... 1948, it reminded me of Treasure Sierra Madre. And in fact, even Wayne not, not sleeping and sort of being paranoid and following him and how no, far it, behind him. it was good. I just, I just felt like it was Don't too backtrack long. now. It was, I just, it was I terrible mean, in it. It's, 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 <laughs> two things. One, watching it, I was like, uh, so Montgomery Cliff's character gets on Scott Free, but the other guy, John Ireland, gets shot. That's kind of sucked. Well, because... You got shot dead. Montgomery Cliff does the thing that, I guess, movie cowboys, even like Ricky Nelson in... Um, what's the one with Brennan and oh, Wayne from the Bravo. 50s? Yeah, where it's wow. like... Um, wow. The really <laughs> tough guys are the ones who just sort of sit there. Because even... Cliff even does like a smile. Like, oh, okay, all right. This is going to happen. Whereas Cherry... What's his name? Uh, John Ireland's like, God damn it! Like Cherry Von Buttsacks, I think. <laughs> That's quite a rod you've got there. <laughs> <laughs> May I stroke your rods? Oh, I'll shoot things with I did, and that ending. It's just it, 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 it's it's what's really funny is it's like a it's a four star movie. Yeah, and then that ending is like, and then he woke up. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a that's got the end of Mario Brothers. Just threw just <laughs> it just threw like a really tremendous premise and some yeah. really interesting tension just right under the bus. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's a that's the bummer of it. That's why. I think of our movies, I think it's kind of it's in second place for me. It's in second three. place, but it's not yes. far behind the first place one for me. Okay. Just in, I mean, I just put no, it. Okay, so we're talking about Cowboy, right? It's also it's also um, fifteen years <laughs> earlier than the one that we're all going to say we love the most, and so yeah. they just weren't doing the, the type of movie you could movies do. were more sophisticated for sure. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so and and that third one, which we won't speak of yet, is yeah. is pretty sophisticated, I would say. Oh, well, we, okay, I can't wait till we get there. Yeah, we'll really talk about it. There's some really interesting moments in that. Definitely, definitely. Um, anything else about about Red River, guys? It's a great movie. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Watch it. Got no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. It's sweet. It's not the Searchers. I would say also it's it could have used good. an editor. I have just never, coming in and just, just clipping long. fifteen minutes out long. of it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where I was going. It was too long, but I've yeah. just never cared for the Searchers. Well, what? Okay. What are you tacking that yeah, on for? What kind yeah. of heresy did you just uh, I prefer, for no reason? I prefer Red River to The Searchers. Oh, no. no. All day, every day. Well, I don't know. They're both. I think they're both amazing movies. They're both four-star movies, as far as I'm concerned. Searchers is, I mean, we just... just, just on, on the surface, just a better movie, I think. Searchers? Okay. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's more cinematic, but it's but it's also... <clears throat> well, even if, even if it's just that, that's, you know... If only oh, that. Red so. River's pretty damn good too. That way, it's got it's got mm, good cinematography. Red River, I love it. Okay, it's going to agree to disagree, and I think we. I mean, what do you put? What do you put? High noon in between Searchers and Red River. What what happened? The whole fifteen minutes we talked about in the beginning. It's a different genre altogether. Yeah, sorry. Huh? Yeah. Well, what do you think about Mary Poppins compared <laughs> what, to Red River? What did I say? What did I say? Sorry, man. Jesus. That was two thousand and one. I prefer to be shot than hung, please. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> God, dude, you are fucking vicious, bro. I like you that. are a vicious, vicious... We're fist That's quite a gun you've got there. <laughs> my, my. Yeah, that's, that's his dong. <laughs> all uh, right. So, uh, I think we all agree that Red River is great. I think... Or good. Dave, I think... Cowboy Dave thinks it's good. And I think it's, like, great. And I think Tom's a little more... I think it's great, too, but it's a little less... It's not... Some other stuff we've done recently, it's mm-hmm. not... 
I don't it's, think it's as good as you think it is. I don't think it's as bad as Dave thinks. I guess it's no, the, I, I no think Donovan's Reef, sir. hates this thing. Yeah. I think it's pretty good, but I, I'm trying to think of how many times I've seen it, and it can't be more than two or three times. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. now that's, how's Which, that for an interesting, that's an interesting measure, right? What? How, yeah. how compelled are you to rewatch this movie? But I rewatch a lot of movies that are, I can't defend. I mean, I, how many times have I seen All Through the Night? 50 fucking times? Right. And there's no way. But how many times have you rewatched Rear Literally, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah, you know, as as you well know, we've talked about it ad ad as you know, you know, no ad nauseum. Yeah, you know, I get a lot of my information about older movies. I get it from Dad. Dad didn't like Macquarie Cliff very much. Yeah, I can see he had that. a tendency to not. Like We've it. also talked about Finley Number One shortcomings, and that's yeah, that's, that's in there for one. sure. But what I'm saying is, is I've never really seen it all the way. I mean, okay, okay well, here's yeah. a good way of transition. Can I transition from Finley Number One's Sounds shortcomings like to, to, anyway. <laughs> to 1958's Cowboy? The Rural Terror. There, I, <laughs> Finley Number One. Um, <laughs> the Rural Terror. The um, Finley Number One had two Jack Lemon tapes, right? More of these. No. I can tell you what they were. They were both Memorex. It was a lot of Memorex. He had the Memorex appropriate was Some Like It Hot, 1959, The Apartment, 1960, and then Cowboy, which I do agree, I'll get back to this, is Jack Lemmon's movie, not Glenn Ford's. Oh, for but sure. The, but the second one he had, also Memorex, but the little green thing with the, the wine glass shattering at the bottom. I could never tell, when I was a kid, I could never tell what that was. I, I thought it was a Martian. I reminded me of the, the, do you remember that Don't Drown Your Food, the cartoon that was a uh, chicken leg? Nope. Yeah, right. Um, that he oh, had, yeah, Joe. On that one he had, <laughs> 1980s. Um, tribute, which I love, but Save it's a terrible movie. Save the Tiger. Save the Tiger, nineteen seventy-four. A little bit of a stretch. Third one, Days of Wine and Roses, all the way back to sixty-two. In, As if he was rounding it out with that. Well, I yeah, think I, know, I think in his, I think in his mind it was like I'm done with with and, and as listeners as as loyal listeners know, Finley Number One rarely went beyond five years when when attributing a tape to a director in the span, and so that that demonstrates yeah. that he didn't think a whole lot. I, I think all your listeners are in this room. Yep. I didn't hear what he said. Something mean. Back to Finley number one. This motherfucker. Back to uh, Finley one. Go ahead. Where would this fit on one of his tapes? He, I just told you it fit it's, with yeah. with some like it hot. And oh no, I'm sorry. I'm going back to Red River. Where would where would it fit? Oh, that was a John oh, Wayne. With what? Oh no, that might have been Montgomery Cliff. Yeah, where, where he did have some Montgomery Cliff. He just never watched the damn thing. He he attributed that to Montgomery Cliff. Might have. I don't, I don't remember. think it should. Be. I don't remember. I mean, Cliff is great, but I don't think it should be. I don't remember. No, I can't tell you. Sorry. I don't know. Okay, so 1958. And then there was the there was the odd tape that was just a, a mishmash of other things. And we don't even acknowledge those. That's kind of like when Groucho. Remember when Groucho they dragged him out of the Oscars. In 1977, like six months before he died, he's like, <laughs> "That's how I feel about those tapes." I have you just dished my palms. No idea what you're saying. You Groucho Marx, brilliant comedian, on top of his game, one of the funniest people ever. Toward the end of his life, they dragged him out to the Oscars, and he was like, had lost his mind. It was humiliating. I mean, he he would have done a Tommy with the pants falling down at the airport routine. <laughs> Just so you know, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> yeah, just and that's how I feel when I went toward the end of uh, Finley Number One's run. I would see things like Meet the Parents on a Robert De Niro. Oh, you hated that so much. Well, I did. The the fact that he taped it. 
Yeah, it's oh, really I think bad. Grumpier Old Men was worse. This is what I mean. Oh, worse movie than Meet the Fockers? Well, look. <laughs> dreadful both. Fifth, the, oh, I, I would. Six of one, half those of another guy. I would. No, Grumpier Old Men at least was also humiliating to Richard. But stars. you're missing like, the point. That's, he shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. Somebody he's, should have been there to stop it. He's in the golden <laughs> golden twilight of his years. Uh, let, let him film whatever he wants. Uh, also, I would actively watch Grumpier Old Men. I would watch it on purpose. Okay, well, let's get back to business here. Let's, let's yeah, stop this you know nonsense. You know what Sorry, everybody. He's just going to make a couple of grumpy old movies. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, 1958's Cowboy starring Glenn Ford and... Uh, Jack Lemmon. And also, um, one of his last movies, I was surprised to learn, old uh, from Bewitched, Darren from Bewitched. What's his name? Oh, my God. Dick York? Watching Dick, Dick York? York be a cowboy was hilarious. Also, a, like, right. a ladies' really, man. Isn't that, like, with a, a, chin, a stupid man? knob chin of his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was as gay as the day was long. And so, that, this oh. is 1968? This is 58. Or, uh, 58. Yeah. When was he in Bewitched? When was... Mid-60s. <clears throat> okay. Like, eight years okay. later. But he was in Inherit the Wind, which was his oh, last movie, right. apparently, like, that's two right. years after this. His chin was also known as Broke Button Mountain. Uh, you know who else yeah. was a uh, co-starring role? Uh, Rocky from the Rockford Files' dad. Listeners will also know how much I hate James know. Garner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that you just like I would never have made that connection. You have a skill with that. He's the coolest of the cowboys in there. I recognize him now. Now that you're saying, I can picture his cowboy face. Yeah. Also, we've made it. How long have we been in this without referencing Quincy? Well, I, I had a special place for that. Okay, never okay, far. sorry. No, 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 sorry. don't say it. We're never far from Red. Don't say it yet. I have a place for it. Believe Listen, me. In the Quincy Fanboys podcast that we're on. Oh, Joe's pissed. Oh, sorry about the. You know what he's going to do to you? You ruined my Quincy. You know what he's going to do to you. What's he going to do? He's going to moiter you. It was moiter. You two are really getting together a lot. It was moiter. All right. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, that was so bad. You got one of these. Uh, All right, so 1958, uh, Cowboy. Cowboy. All right. I love this movie. Okay. I I like this movie a lot. I, I think it's oh, a it's definitely like terrible. three out of four three star movie that I enjoy. Well, here's the thing about it. I actually think that the the middle eighty percent. Uh, is is actually a really dark and cool movie. It's just the bookends are retarded. I'm gonna go you one. I mean, I I, got, I have a comment on that. Please say it. Um, Oh, dude, I just can't. Jack Lemmon being a hard ass, I just can't do. He was. I thought it was great. No, he was hard. Just, I just went his ass was hard. No, so. go be go be neurotic. That's what you do. That's no, no. So so this is exactly how I started my cowboy career. And mm-hmm. in fact, I, I spoke on this in front of people, and they oh, no. did not like this part. Uh, that I said the livestock industry is a very friendly industry, but not very welcoming. And it is not like you have to oh, start like that. no matter where you yeah. are, you have to start at the bottom. Well, this is by the way of the three. This is a true story. This is based on Frank Harris's memoir. I I, I totally believe it. I believe it. Yeah, I, I, believe, I believe it. it. I, I believe, believe it. it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I, I. I. There's nothing unbelievable about that aspect of the movie. I mean, I don't have to go into. I'm sure the aspects that are totally just ridiculous. Oh, for sure. There. There was those. But yeah. But no. But I mean, I mean, I, I thought Jack Lemmon was. He can be really dark. Save the tiger, a prisoner of Second Avenue. Yeah, but, but but Jack Lemmon angry isn't it? It's not. It doesn't work for me. It just didn't work. And save it was the tiger. Odd. He's angry, but he's more depressed than he is. What about uh, Prisoner of Second Avenue? I mean, he just goes insane in that movie. What about yeah. Missing? 
Yeah, what, about, what if I just name a bunch of movies I don't think you've seen? Neither of those movies are good enough for me to have seen. So I can tell you, but <laughs> just, just not Hamlet. I just don't feel like I got to say, oh. like he made, you know, he made he made uh, Glenn Ford look more legitimately tough, and Glenn Ford is also not my idea of a tough guy. Oh, but the thing is, that was, that, that was part I, of it. When when the, I'm jumping in, but when he got to that line, I I thought it was going to be. Um, you, you haven't you haven't gotten tough you've gotten mean but actually the line was you haven't got tough you've gotten miserable and I think he plays a wonderful miserable human being in fact I'm gonna say this and then I'll fuck shut the fuck up jumping ahead I agree with Jack Lemon 100 his character a hundred percent in this movie I am like fuck you Glenn Ford every second of this movie and I'm totally on Jack Lemon's side in every move he makes aside from shooting the cockroach which is just me Gentlemen, <laughs> it's your review. Oh, that poor cockroach. Mm-hmm. It was moita. <laughs> I, I get this movie more than Are you two getting one. together again? Because that was moita. Uh, I still don't get it. It's like two people getting together. Merging. It's, it's a merger. It's a merger. Oh, it's it's merger. I guess it's I did merger. get it. I just did not want it. Yeah. Same. There you go. Oh, Joe. Denied sucker. Mm. Um, I like this. This movie is like, first off, it's more cartoony than the other. For sure. I mean, it's first off, it's more openly a comedy. Oh, uh, for the I'm listeners, just... Joe's eyebrows are doing some weird stuff. Is like, it, like he doesn't agree. That's just the no, no, I do agree. I'm just saying it's like, oh, of course, because yeah. the others are, oh, okay. are nothing but serious. The other yeah. ones are like okay. dead serious. This, but, this but one's at the super same time, This is also yeah. this is like the comedy version of the mythology of the cowboy way, uh, the cowboy. Theory. But it's by no means a spoof. I would say no, no, no. That's all these movies are pretty respectful. No, guys, it's based on Frank Harris's memoir, so it's obviously a science fiction movie. Not bad. Something Excellent happens. observations. It, it was, something happens. It was a matter of time. And just in case you were wondering, it is a movie. That record you the, just heard guns. skipping was dead. Guns. Yeah. guns. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. I just uh, I thought it was a very. I think it's a, it's competent. That's the that's the word I use it like way too much on this goddamn podcast. But I thought Cowboys is an excellent. It's a competent movie. Mm-hmm. But it's but again, it's um, you know it's it's. It's better than Donovan's Reef, but it's in that it's in that category of competent. Everything's better movie. than Donovan's Reef. Yeah. Well. well okay. Wait. Wait. Funny wait. Movie, what is that? Let me do it. Acting do a... is good enough. Everything is kind of good enough. It's not. It's not either of the other two. Movies. I think it has the same problem Red River had, but a lot more of it, and it's a structure. Besides the two bookends being really goofy in this movie, the other thing is. The whole thing about them going down to Mexico and and he him seeing his you know former lover Mexico, I thought that was kind of a weak element of the film. It was it was sort of like I just there to like somehow draw them across the border and it I I just wanted them to be on this 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 trail going through their trials and tribulations. <laughs> no, that okay. So or trails and I tribulations. That, I think I think the ball got dropped on that. Mm-hmm. Really, I think it was really interesting. Yes. Um. Because in any other movie, you'd see like a resolution to that thing of some other uh, in some other way, not just him walking away with his tail between his legs, which he does in this movie. No, he gets angry. Well, it it yeah, makes I mean, him it, more it miserable. Him, it turns him bitter like yeah. that. But there would have been some, and almost any, certainly any new movie, like any movie in the last thirty years, that it had a resolution to the romantic story going on. And I kind of like the fact that they didn't. I no. just wish they'd done a better job. I, I guess it's... that's true, but it, it just felt like it was like an unnecessary component. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could have just made friends with a guy and then gone and become a cowboy. Or just have not, just don't have any aspect of that woman in there. It's just kind of an unnecessary aspect to the movie. I, I think the non-resolution of it was, was part of his misery. 
Yeah, but he, everything else was making him miserable anyway. The fact that that Glenn Ford um, forgives the the snake tomfoolery, the fact that no one will come in to save old Darren pre bewitched when he's making moves on a lady. There's the biggest fiction of this movie, <laughs> and, and is about to get knifed by everyone. And, <laughs> come on, little youngster, twinkle your nose. Get me out of this. But but in, in the fact it's really close. I mean, <laughs> it's very very cold. The way no one will ever come to anyone else's defense in this movie, and also it's another thing where like the one aspect where everyone can't believe Jack Lemmon. I like this by the way. Is is again about hanging. Suddenly when when Jack Lemmon won't sort of feel sympathetic for the doc for, who went and hung himself, mm-hmm. e- everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with this un- uncaring asshole? And it's like I kind of liked it because it was one more thing. That made me sympathize with Jack Lemon. Like, yeah, this this guy should be, you know, doing a school shooting or something. I mean, he's 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 a lot to make him angry here. Yeah, okay. All right, maybe I was a little too empathic in my plea there, but I, well, I mean, it's it was stupid, but that was, oh, but well, fair, well, enough. Well done. fair enough. Fair enough. I will agree with Tommy. I think it was too cartoony to really believe the Jack Lemon part, but I I liked it anyway. You mean the cartoon on the trail? Because the beginning part is ridiculous with the whole like. <laughs> I mean, Glenn Ford coming into town and like cashing in his cattle. That's you like, not hot you like, water. You like opera? Come on, I like. I'm a cowboy who likes opera. The, Cowboys don't like opera. The most accurate part of the whole movie uh, is when so he comes amito. in and uh, and orders chicken. Of course, yeah, I love that part. Oh, okay. Well, the shooting cockroaches. So is that true? Out. Like just being, you get tired of beef. Well, that's you question. do get tired of beef. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Our uh, the general manager <laughs> at the Spanish cool. ranch once gave us a half a pig for Christmas, yeah. and it would. Like, I still remember that. Oh, okay. nice. Did you cook it? Yeah, it was just a half. Okay. Did you put an apple in its mouth? Is that a thing people do? It, it was It was the other half. Oh, uh, the bottom half? No, like the, uh, the good half. Split you put half an apple in its mouth? What do you do in that situation? <laughs> yeah. The point is, yeah, you yeah. get tired of beef. And uh, when yeah, he comes yeah. in there, and, I want chicken. Uh, I love that. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's fun. It's fun, but it's just sort it's of... super cartoon, like the whole... It, the coming yeah. in and the yeah. champagne and the all shooting opera. cockroaches on the wall. I mean, what kind of a toolbox? Is and that? also the homoeroticism. I think you're referring to is the double bathtubs for some reason. Oh the my end. god! Why? Why are they in double bathtubs? Oh, why wouldn't they be? Because that <laughs> makes it easier to get at each other's dongers. Dongers? Yes. <laughs> Long duck dong, man, not <laughs> machine. Anyway, yeah, so it's a, I mean, it's, for, oh, first it's, of all, it's an hour and a half long. Yeah. It's perfect. It's yeah. a great Sunday three, afternoon. Three stars. Three stars. Sure. Yeah. Love the lemon. It's all his movie. Uh, Glenn Ford. Competent. I'll use the word competent for Glenn Ford. Yeah. For sure. I, you know, I gotta oh. be honest, my, one of my favorite Glenn Ford movies is his other cowboy movie. That I've oh, Jubel. Oh, that was a great, stupid oh, movie. Or, or the big country. No, that's great. No. Uh, the Rounders. The Rounders? Oh, that that one uh, still makes the bunk house all the time. What the hell is the Rounders? No. Uh, Henry Fonda? The Rounders? Yeah. Never heard of it. And Glenn Ford. <laughs> I never. Oh, huh. Check it out. It yeah. definitely belongs on this particular podcast. You know what I want? Podcast. Well, tell chicken. me. Let's get some chicken. Oh, chicken. Huh. Love chicken. Tastes the like Rounders. Chicken. Check it out. Okay. Chicken out. Um, yeah, I guess it's uh, it says a lot that we have uh, only this amount to say about this movie. It's good. Yeah. Love it. It's yeah. good. There's nothing very It is not about it. a good movie. No, I don't... Uh, but no. it's a great movie in but some ways. 
No, it's yes. an enjoyable movie, but the other two are like, like I said, they're just miles ahead. Better. I think we're all going to agree that, especially this next one. Can we move on to the next one? Yeah. Are we done with Cowboy? Yes. Okay. Nineteen sixty-three. HUD. Oh man, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. Never seen it before. Never seen it before. I've seen it a few times. Before. Love this movie. Love this movie. Now, I gotta written say. by Larry McMurtry. Who also wrote the movie that's clearly a parallel in terms of the way it was made, and that is The Last Picture Show. God, yeah. this reminds me of The Last Picture Show. Okay. I could oh, not right. get through The Last Picture Show, the You're book or the movie. Yeah. But Larry McMurtry I, I, wrote... What, 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 what? what well, what, what, what? I'm going to respond to that, sir, if you don't mind. Oh, I'm not saying it's bad. I just... HUD and Last Picture Show? It's a toss-up for me, which one I like better. I'm going to go last picture show, and, and I'll, I'll explain why. But Hud's, I mean, it's questionable. They're both great. And McMurtry, i got to say, he must be amazing. I have to read some McMurtry. The one that never appealed to me, probably great. Lonesome Dove. It does, that's where I was going with this. The most epic Western I'm gonna have to disagree of all time. <laughs> <laughs> right, David. But we're talking about cowboy movies, David. So yeah, not dope. No, this is, so this, I think, that expands both genres. Okay. Anyway, so that's it. getting back to HUD. Um, let me say something Please maybe controversial. Oh, uh, this is one of the greatest mm-hmm. flawed movies I've ever What's this, this is flawed? Things going on. Oh, uh, there the is a melod- flaw. Uh, the, the, the melodrama is 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 played up, but but the acting is so good you hardly notice it. Sometimes. There is a flaw, and it's a flaw that that continues <laughs> strings throughout these movies. Young Lonnie, dead in 1970 in a car accident. If you're the mentee in these movies, you die. Is the lesson here? Also, Lonnie, the little kid, Shane, Shane, come back. That's Lonnie. Uh-huh. This could piss me off. Oh, that's he not also not reminds me of the same person that the other one. Ah, uh, I'm gonna have mm. to. I'm gonna have to. I, I, no, I, I, this, I, this I kid disagree worked. with you on that. No, no, <laughs> you're wrong on that. But okay, okay. Um, yeah, all right. Okay, uh, sorry. So HUD starring. Oh, by course, the way, by the way, over a long <laughs> enough time period, they're all fucking dead now, too. So. I don't know. That's not true. Which, who one first? Who's, which one of them is alive? In my heart, they're all alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's There's that dead spy. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of those people could be alive. Patricia O'Neill. No. Oh, wish. Cancer. Oh man. She was in that Tyrone. Wow. I have done. I have a thing for Patricia O'Neill. That's for her. That's completely out of. I love Patricia O'Neill too, but oh. she's out of this movie, and also in Harm's Way, also <laughs> co-starring Lonnie. Three, two years later. Oh, the fountain. Back in 1952, that Tyrone Power movie. Mm. Oh, Mamma Mia! That's some her. sweet Patricia she's O'Neill. Something, something about her. She's like that. She's, she's like nice. She's the uh, the Irish ideal of a hot woman. I don't know. She, what's she's really hot. Yeah, and she comes like pre-beat up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's great about her. And she's had her spirits matched a long yeah, time ago. For yeah. sure. There's something super achievable about But also hot. But hot. And oh, yeah. and like she's like, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. They're all achievable. I mean a sexual creature, you oh, know. That's for that's like she comes across as that. And that's that's a, that's a very rare skill in an actress of that time period. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah. So see a, what you're putting down here. Yeah, like, like an that. open sexuality, like something you could sort of mm-hmm. put your finger on as a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in. Wear that like a hat. Yeah. So great. I mean, it starts with the cinematography. To me, is like Fuck. half Red River, half afraid, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. It's got that beautiful, simple soundtrack by Bernstein. I can't remember the name of the uh, of the uh, the, the, the director photographer uh, director photography. Of, um, Cinematography, it's something mm-hmm. uh, like Hong, the Chinese gentleman. 
Is this a joke? No, no, seriously. He's a great he man. He's a, not machine? No, he's a tremendous fucking, uh, tremendous. Does he drive a cataract? Um, oh, come on, dude. We don't do that. Yes. Lowbrow, lowbrow. What That's is wrong with you guys? Family we celebrate fucking diversity mm-hmm. in this place, mm-hmm. dear fags. Yeah. But anyways, but uh, Kingston Hong or something like that. I don't remember the full name. Yeah, but the cinematography is great. Tremendous. Fantastic. The cinematography in this is like David Lean-esque, like in that category, at that good. Mm-hmm. I really loved it. Black and white. And just, and just for <laughs> wide, wide shots, textures of things going on there. Yeah. Um, like just standing against the, the, like leaning back against the house with a wide shot, somebody oh, leaning yeah. against it, and like all the, 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 the panels going horizontally across. It's just fine. There's not a wasted shot. And it it's does something lovely. I noticed only because I saw a Jean Renoir film earlier this week and, and saw Peter Bogdanovich, director of Last Picture Show, talking about that film. It does something, aside from the huge establishing shots and the great tracking shots, it does these swivel shots. It's like never, never any space is wasted, ever. I didn't say it right, but in this film. And no acting either. And may I start this way? Would you say... Uh, Paul Newman's never been hotter than in this movie. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, like most of the guys in this show, have the best asses I've ever seen. Man, no, Melvin Douglas, baby. <laughs> I'm not a. That's not, again not my thing. You know, but um, I think thou. Why do I? Why did I even say that? Too I'm much, saying, Tommy. Like, the best asses I've ever seen. Oh, like, yeah. Wow, so like, to be clear, a, cowboy nuts drive you nuts. No, no cowboy nuts drive you nuts. Yeah, those were good. Quite yeah, a gun you've got mm-hmm. there, Tommy. I'd lose it. No, I mean he's just he's just oozing like hard cowboy sexuality here. I mean he's he's a hot dude in the hustler. He's a hot dude in Cool Look. But goddamn, it's like spicy meatballs. Interesting thing going on, I think, which is. Like because because of the job of being a cowboy, like mm-hmm. none of them are fat, so you have to get like a really skinny guy and make them into a tough guy, and they pulled it off really well. I mean, they did it with the Montgomery Clift, I thought, in the, in the Red River. In this one, like again, Paul Newman is not the guy I call to for a tough guy role at all, but he manages to pull it off really well. Well, see, I kind of disagree. This he acts a, his ass off. There's movie. we talked one time about the different John Waynes. I'd say Paul Newman. There's a few different Paul Newmans, and this and like Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. There's the Paul Newman that's somehow likable despite being a complete piece of garbage. Just a and then there, and and, <laughs> and, and, and Hustler's a little bit of that too. He yeah. he's kind of redeemed by Piper Laurie, but whatever. But and then there's the just the likable Paul Newman, like yeah, Cole yeah, Ham Luke yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or or Butch Cassidy or, or whatever it is. By the way, small notation, may I say this? Probably should say this for, for a Paul Newman episode. It's clear to me if you if you the, the big comparison is him and Robert Redford, that Paul that Robert Redford is like um, clearly an attractive man, but Paul, Paul Newman is, is like is, like a uh, slab of concrete sex. Also, Paul Newman is a fucking great actor. He's a better Robert actor Newman, than Robert. Not a great actor. Yeah, Robert Redford. Huh. Yeah. No, no, I would agree with you. I so I'm a little off true. track there. I apologize. Uh-huh. I apologize to the audience. We're a little off track there. Oh, okay. But no, I, I would agree with you. I think Paul Newman is definitely the superior actor of those two. And he's, he's over one the, of the best actors of his generation. He's somehow sure. over the yeah. top and and totally believable. Yeah. I've yeah. met this guy before. Do you remember, I by the way, most of the movie that, that guy? I'll keep it somewhat Jim. vague. Well, I was going to say Jim, or or worse, um, Jr. Oh, but maybe the combination. Yeah, like, we, we knew these couple of cowboys who were like somehow. I mean, uh, not cowboys, but yeah. Well, see, I don't know. They, why not cowboys? Yeah, I don't think they could rope anything. Oh. I don't think they could chew a horse. I guess that's fair. However, there's a person who lives nice in this valley yeah. who is uh, at like. Just want to put like a pair of nice red shoes on the. On the, on the, on the 
you know, she always wanted red shears. A ding ding, a ding ding. And she's like, ow, thank you, honey. Who's not great in this movie, by the way? Who's not great? Nobody. The That's old the man's answer. great. Melvin Douglas might be the best, even beyond, yeah. even yeah. beyond. Yeah. Lonnie irritates me, but that's his character. He's, he's an great. irritating what, young what's man. What's irritating about this kid? He's, I sympathize with him. Not yeah, irritating yeah, I about him. No, I, but, I, but I get the kid. That's the thing is, I think like one of the like again, sort of the hominy, hominy. Let me get to the point. No, I think the kid's great. Well, that's that's like, I, I'm trying to find. I can't think of anybody who's not really beautiful in this movie. Yeah, like just well done. Yeah, overall. Yeah, by the way, I forget his name, but the guy who, uh, 10 years earlier, he was in, like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He was in uh, uh, Creatures of the Black Lagoon. The guy who's the government worker who Melvin Doug- Douglas kind of likes. He's in everything. He's also in Psycho, isn't he? Uh, the State yeah. Vet? The yeah. State Vet. Yeah. 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 Which, good acting, but uh, I think we know who could have done a better job yeah. examining those cows. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were saving it for this yeah. whole time? <laughs> it was mutton, Sam. Nice. <laughs> it's not mutton at all. Sorry. It was hamburger, Sam. That's oh, strange. Sorry, guys. Had to start with an M. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Joe, sorry to bust your uh, your magic there, but that is one of the hardest scenes in movie to watch. That's rough. That's yeah. fucking uh, you know terrible. What, you know what blows oh it for me? Because it is really great. It's toward the end of the movie, but what blows it for me is that goddamn Bill Cosby album about hoof and mouth. Where he, he does, Bill Cosby does a whole yeah, thing about HUD. Of, yeah. Yeah. Every time I see that scene, I go, ah, God. Oh, I've never heard this. God damn, you rapey <laughs> bastard. God, you're funny. You oh, blow no. everything, don't you? No, but, uh, but no, okay, again, Cowboy, have you ever had to deal with that? Uh, Hoof and Mouth has not been around since 1965. This movie. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, because it was like crazy lethal. It's crazy. Just a bunch of cows with like surgical masks walking around. No, but it's it's like crazy infectious and yeah. crazy lethal. To Super cows. contagious. Yeah, so it gets everywhere. But it also has a long gestation period, so you have long enough to travel your cow. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. again. Um, no, so no. You travel your cows out there, and it just spreads like fucking wildfire. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy. We yeah. have, we have like <clears throat> other issues like that, but that aren't nearly as virulent. But you know what also reminds me of Virulent. of uh, of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is how the first like third of this movie there's the implication of something that needs that is hasn't been resolved that's on the table for uh, years. They do a really good job of that. They yeah. do a great job of they, slowly revealing it and don't not beat being you cute over about with it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing about I, by the way, side note, I don't know where did Lonnie's mother go. She's just never a part of the the storyline even. Oh, yeah. It's the father. Who's who's died and and so Hud is is a stand-in uncle who doesn't who's there for nobody. Hud is yeah. the most selfish son of a bitch you're ever gonna meet, and somehow charming and and Douglas calls him out on that in such a beautifully. There's that, there's that one line he throws at Lonnie. I can I, let's see if I can get it right, but it was uh, you know the the world slowly becomes who we who we learn to. I mean that's such a fucking slowly great, the country changes by and it, by the men we admire. Oh, I don't have a right idea. It's such yeah. a cheesy so goddamn line, and it's oh. so beautiful, and it couldn't be better. Mm-hmm. Look at the difference between between him and let's say I forget the actor's name, but um, in Days of Wine and Roses, the father who owns the flower. Right. There's something similar, but but Melvin Douglas just really embodies that yeah. role. Yeah, it's yeah, no yeah. speech. It's yeah. what else is he in? Melvin Douglas. Oh, baby, let's talk about the candidate. Let's talk about a little something called the changeling. Who's in the changeling? And by the way, let's not talk about that. Why? 
The Changeling? The scariest oh, movie the scariest in the movie? world? Yeah, he's the original uh, uh, part of the family. He's a senator now, and he wants to destroy... That's oh, Melvin right, that Douglas. Is him, isn't he? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a bunch of great shit, man. <clears throat> Don't get me started, man. No. <laughs> but every little thing, every detail, you know, when, when, when Hud's had a couple of... Early on in the film, he has, he's had a couple of belts. He goes off, and he's going to take Lonnie into town. And and Melvin Douglas makes some veiled reference to the death of the mm-hmm. son, and so yeah. and so Hud hands it's hands Lonnie the keys and says, "You drive." Yeah. And the whole beginning where Lonnie has to track him down from the married woman's house, yeah, and, and he that. throws him under the bus. God damn, it's good. Yeah. So here's the thing: when I saw that, my first thought was, you know, it's so weird. I've been like trained by cheap, shitty movies that yeah. we, that come out today. I was like, oh, this movie's gonna have to end with him getting shot by the husband or something like that. Mm. There's nothing that easy about this whole goddamn no. movie. No. Which makes oh, it no. such a good movie. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Watching fucking Patricia O'Neill also just handle her. Oh, that whole thing, yeah. Oh, that was oh. so hard to watch, but so well done. I mean, mm-hmm. God. She, she got Best Supporting. Totally oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought... I, did you look that up? Because I thought she got Best Actress. I th- ah, somebody got Supporting. I think it was her. Mm. Best Picture, right? You know, I don't know. Oh. I don't think so. I think so, but because okay. it was Tom Jones, it did pretty good. Dumb decisions, like you know, Tom Jones got it or something mm. like that. Mm. It's like, okay. a, yeah, I love uh, this movie. That's like a goddamn. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I haven't seen it before. I love the whole thing. Also, like you know, the way Alma, um, she's. She's too smart to be taken in by HUD. She could possibly be convinced. She reveals that later on that there mm-hmm. were numerous times yeah, she could have been a convinced. Possibility, yeah. And then and then you have Lonnie there, who's just like a classic seventeen-year-old. You know, Alma comes to yeah. take his temperature, and oh god, if only her like blouse would slip off. You know, you feel his. She took his temperature the other way. You know, and 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 that you want Lonnie to turn out all right, and it's like it, it, the the grandfather can't save him. Right. And the the best scene yeah. to that for me is when they go to the movies and they're they're singing "Oh My Darling" and yeah. he looks over at his grandfather and it's like, oh, this is this is my grandfather. He he can't save me from this fucking decision I have to make. Yeah. Oh God, it's uh, be a prick or not to be a prick. God damn, Paul well, Newman's one of the best pricks in movies. There, when, when Lonnie's in the uh, in the drugstore talking about "From Here to Eternity," the book, <laughs> I I really felt oh, that right. sex scene. In it? I yeah. was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. I really felt that. I remember being fifteen or you know. Uh, Everybody else is partying, and that's and the best the, you got. Even the way they handle the whole thing, where where Lonnie says that this is going to hand you a real laugh, but I do admire you. And Hud pours him a drink and says, "I ha- I wrote it down here. Let's have a few drinks and work up some real family feelings." Yeah. And it's like, ah, yeah. you know. And then after that, they actually do sort of bond, but it's only under Hud's terms. Like yeah, there's yeah, going to be a yeah. bar fight, or you know, Hud's been in here. But everything's going to be under Hud's terms. That's the trick. Yeah. Oh gosh! And then that, right. that ending, that goddamn ending. Well, do we blame him, him for his and... father's death, for Melvin Douglas's death? Because in a way, it's like he's almost killed another one. He's yeah. halfway responsible for, for the the cars wrecking and and then not. I mean, Melvin Douglas is calling mm. along the road. I mean, ultimately, but no, I, th- I think well, I think it has to do along. with the uh, that generation where he did the right thing to call his date bed, and <clears throat> and so it was his own doing. Yeah, I don't know. See, I, I can see that. I think it's too easy to say that Hud broke his heart over, you know, and that's that was sort of the end of it. But I think because, yeah, I think a lot of it was him just pulling the, pulling the I, I got a feeling like he was pulling the covers over his head at the end there. 
Yeah, I mean, I like that ending too. I really like the way that ending of just him walking through the whole. Yeah. I wrote down a couple mm. of things under under metaphors. Yeah, I might be stretching it here. Named Elvis to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> but Lonnie's on the porch of the grand, grandfather. He says, "I've been hearing whippoorwills all my life, moaning across a plain, but I've never seen them." And then right afterwards, he talks about his dead father, and that's where Homer talks about knowing what he's done. So, like Lonnie's talking about these these things he keeps hearing his whole life, but he never sees, and it's like right in the right in the context of talking about his father. That's one of the things. That's one of the things that I kind of like. I wanted to point out about this movie. Was it's it's kind of painfully literary sometimes, and but it kind of redeems itself at the same time. I don't think it needs to be redeemed. It's painfully yeah. literary in a good way. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's fucking such a good movie. The whole thing about the long, the two longhorns, like they're the, the last of yeah, them left, exactly. and it's like nothing subtle about in this movie. There's not actually not a lot of subtlety in this movie, and it doesn't suffer from that. Not at all. The mm-hmm. Woodenhut says the whole country's run on epidemics. It's like. What a great response. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's just a cover for the fact that he wants to sell bad beef and he's such an asshole, but he's kind of got a point there in a, yeah. in a weird way. One that we might even recognize today. Nah, much more mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Van cows with a mask on. <laughs> and showing their cards. <laughs> Your cow cards. Uh, I mean, this is a movie that uh, I never know whether to say, oh, this is in my top ten or whatever, but it could easily be in my top ten if you ask me on a given day. It's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, there are movies yeah. that are made that are great movies. And this is just one of those movies. Well put. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's succinct. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Dave? Yeah. Cowboy Dave? Except for the middle part. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about this particular movie. Yeah. I love all three. Uh, and I wonder why, just thinking about them, I think Red River is better than I was giving it credit for. Yeah. But I go back to how many times I've seen each. I, I've seen HUD at least 20 times. It sounds like Tom and I are on the same page. It's like, number one is HUD, number two, Red River, number three is Cowboy, Cowboy. and you're a HUD, Cowboy, Red River. Uh, Cal- uh, Red River's definitely the better movie than yeah. Cowboy. But, but, but the I've one seen you Cowboy too, way yeah. more times. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I hadn't seen Cowboy in a long time too because I was just thinking I was going into watching it thinking oh it's just a Disney-esque goofball mm-hmm. and it's like oh it's a lot deeper and darker. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I don't think I've ever seen ever seen Cowboy before I don't think I've ever seen yeah have you ever seen any movies Tom there's a thing do you belong on this I've podcast movies <laughs> well, once upon a time they roam I think the you're just trying to get you're trying to get yeah. sympathy from the audience every time like oh, hi, this is the first time no, I've, I've, never seen, I've, ne- I've never seen Cowboy Golly, I thought it was I thought it was Jubal is what I was going to watch that's kind of racist, but what's that? Now? Jubal. 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 What's that for? I've never heard it. I, I heard what? you guys reference it earlier, but oh. I've never heard of this movie. Ooh. Oh, he's never seen that movie. Oh, oh my! Hack. Oh boy, you hack! Oh, it's got Marty. It's Marty's really in it. It's a Marty's in it. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also, that's what the wrestling uh, world calls him. Bronson. Chuck. Chuck Bronson. Oh, Chucky Bronson. Chuck Brzezinski. Is seven feet tall if he was a foot. Chucky Brown. Oh my God! Stop that. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, guys. I think we've let's let's leave it to our guests. Any any last words on uh, HUD, Red River, or Cowboy? Love all three. Mm-hmm. Love HUD the most. Oh yeah. That's that's about it. Well so, put, sir. Well put. Science fiction. And that's and thus and <laughs> thus the doggies go to sleep. What are doggies anyway? Yeah, huh. that they get along. Interesting fact. Please. In Arizona, they call, uh, uh, we refer to them as right? leppies. <laughs> oh it's an orphaned calf, but only they only say that in Arizona an and Texas. An orphaned calf? Yeah, here we call them leppies. Leppies? 
Now, does that happen after you kill the poor cow? Yeah. No, like a uh, cow dies, the calf is still on the ground, and, but can't fend for itself. That's a levy. Okay. In Arizona and Texas, it's called a dogie. Dogie. I guess we should mention, because we weren't able to do it during the episode and really irritate your ears out there, that our special guest brought in beautiful steaks for us to eat. Yes. Wagyu's. Uh, we ate them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They were nice. Thank they you. were very nice. Nummy, nummy, nummy. Those Wagyu's really wagged the dog, if you know what I mean. Okay, stop it. All right. Let's call it a day on this. <laughs> 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 it and call it more done than the steaks. <laughs>